Today is Tuesday, July 18th, 2023, and welcome to episode 17 of Farm Wife Sexy Life with Kenny Couple. My name is Julia, and myself, along with my husband Aaron, our small homestead family in rural Southwest Virginia, that work every single day on being more self-reliant and less dependent on outside sources. And we feel if we can make a small move towards that every single day, then we've really, you know, been successful, and we're really making headway towards our goal. Even the time changes are you know a success in our book for our long-term goal of complete well not complete self-reliance it's just being more self-reliant on ourselves and farm wife sexy life is a podcast where um i like to come on and discuss issues women face on the homestead the struggles we face how we're the backbone of the homestead in most households not all of them but in quite a few it's the woman that keeps it together and keeps it running and is really the backbone to the arms and legs of the rest of the homestead. And this is kind of where we talk about just what we face on the homestead. And this week I want to talk about something that I'm sure a lot of ladies, maybe even some men out there are facing, and that is dealing with an abundant harvest. And I'm sure like the rest of you, like our garden's in full bloom right now. We are really starting to get into a heavy harvest. And um, Aaron and I, we don't plant a lot of the normal things you see from gardeners out there. Like, we don't do a whole bunch of these, like, different crops. Um, our crops are actually very simple, very, very basic. You're not going to see things in our crops that we, you know, don't eat on a regular basis. So, you're not going to see things like onions in our are planting. You're not going to see things like cabbage or green beans. All of these things that you're used to seeing in other homesteaders, it's not things you're going to see from us. You're going to see lots of squash and zucchini. That's like a big heavy thing for Aaron and I. We eat a lot of it. We love it. It's one of our absolute favorites. You're going to see winter squashes. You're going to see a lot of tomatoes. Now we don't eat tomatoes like just regular eating tomatoes. I don't. Aaron does a little bit but not very much. But we do a lot of canned tomatoes because we use a lot of sauces, salsa, things of that nature. We use tomato products, but we don't eat a lot of tomatoes. Um, you're not going to, I mean, you're going to see more pumpkins, melons. We do like melons, things of that nature. A lot of berries, fruit-wise. Just, we, we are very simple when it comes to what we grow, what we harvest. Now, you will see things like beets. We love beets. We love turnips. Aaron really likes rutabagas. Um, and lettuces, like every kind of lettuce you can think of, we try and probably have grown. Um, so we keep our garden really simple, really basic, really focused on our needs. But what? how do we manage when everything is in bloom? And that's really what I want to talk about today. And I have a few tips and tricks to give you to really help you focus on not only saving money on your grocery bill long term, but also how you can help yourself in the future, how you can save yourself time now, and really just help your life in general. Number one, it's going to be the tried and true. Make sure you're building these abundances into your meal preps, your meal plans. Because you have it, you should be building it into your meal plan. So number one thing with this is don't grow food you're not going to eat. I would say a big example for us is Clarby. We tried to grow Clarby for a really long time. We finally got it to grow last year. We really determined that we did not like it. It was a really strong taste. It wasn't something we enjoyed eating. 
it was just very off-putting for us personally and I know a lot of people out there like it we did not so because you're building your garden around foods you will eat and even if you want to try foods that you don't know if you're going to like I would suggest if you can look at a local farmers market we have um, grocery stores that sell organic food that you can kind of get different things. It's how we try quinces. Um, we try plum cots there. We went, I mean, we kind of go and we look at what they have to see if we're going to like it if we can't. If we can't, we might grow a few of those items in our garden, but we're not going to make that the primary focus because we don't know if we're going to like it or not. So you're going to build your meal plans around this food that you know you like to eat. And that's just going to be the main part of your meal prep. So for us right now, it's zucchini and squash. It's coming in heavy. So I'm making sure zucchini and squash is part of every single meal that we eat. It is a side, whatever we're having. Um, I will put it in the air bake on my Ninja little convection oven, put it in there, air bake it with whatever we're having with a little olive oil, a little bit of seasoning, and it tastes amazing. Um, I sauteed up some for dinner this week. We're having that on the side with our pasta. I will try to throw it in my pasta. You can throw it in soup. You can throw it in potato soup. You can throw it in anything. Zucchini is one of the most versatile and underutilized vegetables out there. I think it is just so amazingly versatile. And I did not realize how versatile it was until I actually, you know, moved out on my own and started cooking for myself. That's when I really found out just how much you can do with food. If you're creative, you can look, you can even look it up online. Like, how can I make this taste different? Because a lot of people do have issues with food fatigue and I get that and I understand it. But definitely build your preps around, your meal preps around what you have. Um, I also did this with potatoes this week. So we have an abundance of potatoes. New potatoes have done amazing in their new spot this year. I'm so happy with how they've been doing so far. We'll see when we get to the final crop, but right now we're, we're looking good. Um, so Aaron's been going and digging a few hills for us just to kind of get an idea of what we have. And this week I did butter and salt potatoes and I put them with a kind of sort of like a trash dip on top and it's actually been really wonderful and that's what we're having for lunch so it's just a different interesting way to serve it um I get a starch we're not eating it with potato chips or anything like that we're getting this good healthy food that's homegrown we grew it ourselves and you know it's just a really great way to utilize and use what you currently have on hand because for me I'm getting a pound or five pounds of potatoes is going to cost me more from four to five dollars I used to be able to get 10 pounds of potatoes for $5 <laughs> or $4, sometimes $3.99. I mean, I remember those days and they weren't too far gone. So, and I would always stock up on a bag of potatoes at that price, sometimes two, depending on how good they were. I remember getting them for $2.99 at some point, but now you can't, you don't see that. You're lucky if you can get a 10 pound bag of potatoes for seven in our area. So just, Make sure you're taking stock and inventory of what you have and always use your oldest first because I don't know if you're like us, you're having to check your garden every single day. So make sure you're using your oldest vegetables first so they don't go bad and utilize them into your meal preps, whatever they are. Number two, 
try new and creative ways to serve the food. And it doesn't have to necessarily be new. Try replacing an ingredient. I had no idea you could replace the cabbage and coleslaw with zucchini. I don't eat coleslaw. It's not something I like. I don't really big into mayonnaise and I don't like mayonnaise based sauces. I eat mayonnaise in two items and if I think about it too hard I can't eat it. But we actually tried this. Aaron does like coleslaw. We actually tried this and he said he could not taste a difference. Now I did peel the zucchini and I peeled it with the thought that maybe the outside skin might be a little too tough. I grated it um, just with a regular cheese grater. He said you couldn't tell a difference. He said it tasted amazing. He's like, it's just perfect. And it really works. I mean, it was crazy how well this actually worked. And it's a great way for me to use up a lot of the zucchini. I can just throw a quick side on there. We don't, he doesn't eat coleslaw very much, so he's not gonna get tired of it right now. And it's just a nice, small, refreshing side I can make that's gonna use up some of the zucchini that I have sitting around. You could probably even do golden zucchini. I think that would be a really pretty color contrast because it is just a little bit more yellow on the inside. Not quite, but just a, just a touch. So I bet that with the green would look really nice and really pretty on a plate. But definitely be creative. This weekend, I'm actually going to try making some relish and see what that tastes like. Um, I don't eat it, but I do make potato salad bran and other items where pickle relish is an ingredient. And if I can use zucchini for that, hey, that means I can use those pick or cucumbers. We can eat more of those and I don't have to save as many because we do love cucumbers. Like cucumbers are one of my absolute favorite vegetables out there, but they're so expensive at the grocery store. You don't know how they're grown and I don't know how big of a crop I'm going to get this year. So I'm hoping that I can kind of offset some of my usages here and really utilize what we are getting a lot of. So number three is kind of rolls right into this. Preserve your harvest. And this is where what I'm about to say might be a little controversial. I don't do a whole bunch of fancy canning. I make some jams and jellies. I do scrap jellies. I do vinegars and things like that. But beyond that, that's about as fancy as my canning, my preservation methods go. I might make some juice. I might can some juice every once in a while. But I really try to keep my canning as simple as possible. And as pure as form possible. And I have a very good reason for this. To me, in its purest form, its simplest form, it makes the, number one, it's not as processed. Even you processing it, and you knowing what's in it, it's not as processed. It's in its most basic form. Number two, it is so much more versatile. You can use it for anything. If I need to make an apple pie filling, all I'm gonna do is take the, the you know, apples, a little bit of that liquid, mix it with some arrowroot, cornstarch, whatever you use, flour. You can make a filling out of that liquid. You can use part of it there. You can add a little bit more sugar if you need to. Mix it up, it does just fine. You don't have to go and separate, pull apart, and make all these fancy concoctions unless your family will eat a lot of it. Now, that, that's part of it for me. I don't bake a lot of pies. I bake maybe two or three in December, 
or in November for Aaron, but for the most part, the only pie I make is pumpkin pie, and they're mostly for me, well, for us, because I love pumpkin pie. But we don't make a lot of these things. I make a lot of oatmeal. <laughs> I make a lot of granolas. I like to have just plain fruit on the side. The baby loved it. Just heated up just a little bit. God, she was eating peaches like they, I think she ate the whole can of peaches by herself. Um, but it, it really makes it so much easier to use the item. Tomatoes are my big one. Now here, here's where I kind of am pulling away from this just a little bit. We do make, we do eat a lot of salsa in our house. Um, I use it for like a taco pasta salad that I make. I use it for a couple of different recipes, but also just see, we do love salsa. So my plan is to make some salsa this year, a couple of quarts and a couple of pints just to have on hand for whenever I need to make these things because it is getting more and more expensive and it's easy enough for me to make that because we do have an abundance of tomatoes and I can get all the other ingredients. I go buy a couple of onions and then I can chop it up to the style that I like which would be a really kind of thinner restaurant style so I don't know what else is in there. <laughs> I will know but I won't be able to see it and I'll be able to actually enjoy what I'm eating without having to worry about picking through it. But that's kind of one of the things that we're looking at is doing a little bit of salsa, um, maybe some pizza sauce because we do like pizzas, we do like things of that nature, and having some of that on hand, um, like tomato paste. Now, this is kind of, I mean, this is like the one offshoot to this. Pickle relish would be another thing. I do need a couple of jars of this a year. I don't need a lot, but I do need a few. But for the most part, I keep everything very, very simple. Tomatoes, I straight can them. All I do, I don't make pasta sauce. I don't do any of that. I can make it when I'm ready to cook it. And it doesn't take me any time to turn it into that. I mean, at all. So for me, it doesn't make sense to slave away over the hot stove now and not sure if I'm going to use up everything that we get. To me, it just makes more sense to have it in its most natural form because it's so much more versatile. If I want to make tomato soup or beef stew or any of these other items that we eat on a regular basis, especially in the winter time, it just makes so much more sense for me to have it in its, you know, most natural form. And I'm really like this with fruit. Any way I can get it. Um, I really, I've made a lot of jams, I've made a lot of jellies now, and in all reality, I do prefer the jellies to the jams for some things, but it, it just makes so much more sense for us just to try to preserve it more in its whole form, kind of like blueberries. If I can just can the whole blueberry, I can just dump it into the oatmeal, and then that's what Erin and I can have for breakfast is blueberry oatmeal. And it doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. We do a light syrup. It does have some. I'm not going to say it doesn't have any. But I don't have to add sugar to it. And it just, it's just so, I cannot get over how much more versatile this is. When I see people make a whole bunch of different things, but a lot of these people have really big families, so it makes sense for them. But it just, to me, it does not make sense to make a whole bunch of different different small project items instead of just doing one big batch of canned tomatoes, pure canned tomatoes and just being done with it and making what I need from those tomatoes. It makes so much more sense in my book. Um, 
I get the most use out of the item that I'm canning. Now, this also plays with it. Find creative ways to use it, to store it, and to preserve it. So you're not just stuck with canning. You can also dehydrate, you can freeze it, you can do whatever you want with it. We also have a freeze dryer and we will be leaning pretty heavy on that. Um, you also wanna make sure it doesn't go to waste. So you wanna make sure you're putting it up and you're, you're gonna use it and you wanna be creative. So jelly does not only have to be used on toast or on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We actually use jelly more often than not for oatmeal. It's one of the absolute best ways to add some flavor to your oatmeal. You don't have to make one of those special flavor packets. All you have to do is open up a thing of peach scrap jelly and I'm telling you it's some of the best freshest oatmeal you've ever had. Same thing with strawberry. Oh, it's so good. Especially if you get like those little chunks of strawberry floating in there. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, apple blueberry, um, blackberry, raspberry, anything you can think of, you can put it in there. It doesn't have to just be oatmeal. If you're making homemade ice cream, you only need a few spoonfuls, just a few. Throw it in there. It'll flavor it and it is, Aaron loves it. He says it was some of the best blueberry oatmeal he's ever had, um, or blackberry, not oatmeal, it was ice cream. The other thing is icing. Throw just a smidge into your icing or frosting and you have a wonderful cream cheese frosting to put on a vanilla cake or a strawberry cake or a pound cake, anything you're really thinking of. You can also take it and put it into a cheese Danish mix. I did that for my dad for Father's Day and his birthday one year. He loved it so much, I actually had to make them again. Um, they thought it was the best thing ever. Um, he, he wasn't upset that I couldn't come to his Father's Day dinner because we were without power and didn't have water. Um, but he absolutely loved it. So we really look for creative ways to handle it. Handle the food. I would also say like, one of the things you click at is zucchini. So if you're, if you don't have a freeze dryer, you can still dry it. But for me, I'm doing my zucchini um, in a couple of different ways. I'm really looking at chunking it right now. And the reason I'm kind of like have these little cubes of zucchini I really put a lot of thought into this. Um, I decided to do the cubes of zucchini because for me, that is its most versatile use. So I can put it in soup that way. It should hold its shape a little bit better. I can put it into um, casseroles. I can grate it up a little bit if I wanna make a bread, it will kinda of get fine. I can grind it up into a flour. It wouldn't be too hard to do that. It's its most versatile use for me. I'm looking at this and how can I use this item in multiple ways? How do I use this item up in different ways to increase our nutri nutritional value, not just right now, but in the future? So about two thirds of our squash and zucchini I'm trying to get put away and I'm trying to freeze dry as much of it as I can because I know it's gonna take up a lot of space. And I know a lot of people use mylar bags. I use jars, it's my preferred method. Um, and I'm going to get a vacuum or the sealer so that way they're sealed and I don't have to worry about them because for me it just makes so much more sense to go pop them in a jar, use what's in the jar for the meals that we're cooking. 
but it makes so much sense to me just to have it in that format to use for anything. I can grind it up, replace part of the flour in muffins, in a cake, anything. Nobody's going to know it's zucchini. Nobody's going to know. But it's going to decrease the number of carbs we're eating. It's going to increase the nutritional value. We're getting all this good food that we need to have. And it's a great way to use up this huge amount of crops that we're getting on hand. And I'm not just doing it with zucchini. I'm doing it with yellow, squash, everything. Because it's all, it's all squash. It's all the same thing. It all does the exact same thing. I put it all the way the same way. Um, I mean, I really just really focus on getting it up and really working on getting through it in a timely fashion. So it doesn't go bad. And I've actually been really proud of myself this year. We've not had a lot of waste. I've really been working on putting everything up and trying to get it put away before it goes bad or <laughs> put into the refrigerator or to do something to keep it fresh for longer and this goes into the last thing and this is one where I think can give you the most amount of breathing room as um, someone who's putting up a lot of stuff and doing a lot of work so I don't know about you all but for me this time of the year feels like it's absolutely the busiest not only are we keeping up with the garden, keeping the garden weeded, keeping the garden trellis if you're into that, keeping everything up to date, managing the home, managing the kids, managing our jobs if we have jobs, which having a family and kids, that's a full-time job in itself. Um, just managing everything. Now we got to manage putting away this food. Like this, this is where this can help you the most buy yourself time where you can so there are foods that you can freeze now to put away later there are foods you do have to put away now zucchini i would say is one you could freeze it if you shred it ahead of time um and you could also probably freeze it dice like we do now to pre-freeze but for me i feel like the zucchini is like the first thing i need to get through the freeze dryer now because I do know I'm going to have a lot of it and I need to get it out of the freezer to make space. But berries, tomatoes when they start coming in, all of those kinds of foods, the ones that will store good in the freezer, use your freezer and use your deep freeze. Fill that sucker up with these foods. And then this is, now this is going to save you, this is going to save you time, effort, and in some ways it might even save you some money by putting them in the freezer now and dealing with them later you can actually keep your house cooler you can use that heat to warm up your house in the winter time or in the late fall when it starts to get cool you can kind of make it work towards your advantage because you got some breathing room now i was doing all this in july whenever i started emptying out our freezers it was the worst time to do this i was pregnant and I was getting all kinds of berries just to get them out of the way. Um, I have learned, especially this year, to really focus on, okay, well, I don't really need to can these right now. I've got them washed. I've got them rinsed. I've got them debugged if they were bugged, <laughs> if they had any bugs in them or any little wormies, whatever. I've got all that taken care of. They're ready to go. I'm going to put them in the freezer right now. And they will be fine until maybe late October. 
maybe November, whenever the house can handle being a little bit warmer, when it starts to get cold and we don't want to, you know, turn on the heat or start up the wood stove. Maybe I do a canning project one evening or start it during the day and get it simmering and then be ready to can it when work is done in the evening. So I'm buying myself time that is just as precious as the money it's going to save me to cool down my house whenever I start running the stove. Now I will say there's things that I'm not going to have this luxury of time for. When my pears, we get pears in or a box of peaches, I'm going to have to start working them. I do plan on putting the best apples that I can in the refrigerator this year to see how they store in our outside refrigerator um, because I'm very interested to see if that will buy me some time because normally I can get apples and they'll last me indoors about a week or two depending on how warm it is, especially outside, sometimes three. But I'm really looking, looking to see how can I extend the amount of time I actually have to spend in the kitchen whenever everything needs to happen at these times. I feel like everything on the homestead is a time crunch at a specific time and that's like from March to November. And then you get a little bit of breathing room. Like you get a little bit of uh, the weights lifted for a few months. You're like, okay, I can breathe. All the stuff is done. But then it all piles back on again. So what I'm looking to do is really spread that out for me a bit. And I feel like utilizing my freezer a bit more is actually going to help me with that because I know I have a lot of projects. I might also say be creative with how you start processing. So um, we put up a lot of potatoes and we do a lot of hash browns for the freezer. Our potatoes don't store well in our home. We've tried it multiple times. I always end up having to be in a rush to get them put up. So we've really determined that for us, it doesn't make sense. We'll kind of store them outside for a little bit. Give me, give me time to get through them. Um, and I'll do them in batches, but we actually decided that maybe this year we might actually pull out the smoker and use smoker to do the baking. And that might sound really weird, but I actually bake the majority of my potatoes, especially whenever I'm doing hash browns. Um, if I'm doing like diced potatoes and fries, anything like that, I'll start them, get them fully cooked, baked, then I will process them and get them into the freezer in individual servings and baggies. Now, this might seem a little redundant to some people, but this has actually worked out really well for us. And you cannot taste the difference. The hash browns are amazing. And I would also say Aaron has said that the potato salad from these pre-done frozen potatoes, he cannot taste the difference. Um, I know I could freeze dry them, but I might only do like a batch. I don't want to plan on doing all of our potatoes this way. I would really prefer to focus on my tried and true methods of preservation and the ones we prefer the most, which is actually the frozen um, and having them handy and ready to go for when we eat them. Because we do eat potatoes about once a week on the weekend and we also utilize them as a, they're all such a good base for food, especially for your meal prep. So potatoes are just one of those things that's so versatile. But we're really getting creative to save money on you know, the house 
getting creative on how we actually start the processing. If they have a smoky flavor to them, I only think it's going to add a level of complexity to any dishes that we use them in and a really nice smoky flavor that we like anyways because we love anything smoked. Um, Aaron does for sure. He loves smoked food. So it's just going to add an extra level to it. So for us, it's really about how it's all about getting creative. I mean, it really is. You can get so bored <laughs> with just fried zucchini and squash or, you know, oh, this this uh, pumpkin pie. Like, we're going to have pumpkin pies for the rest of our life. You can get so bored. Make pumpkin chocolate chip cookies, pumpkin muffins, pumpkin soup, butternut squash and pumpkin soup. Um, anything like that. You just get creative and think outside the box on all aspects of what you're doing with this harvest that you're starting to get in. Don't just think about it from the front end, think about front, middle, and end. How can I make the most use out of this process? Proce how can I make the most use out of this product, sorry? How can I get the most bang for my buck? How can I stretch it further if you need to stretch it? Um, just really kind of think through these things and kind of think outside the box a bit because sometimes you might find your very best ideas if you just look around the corner. Like I said, we had no idea you could turn zucchini into coleslaw. Never would have thought it. We would have never have tried it if I hadn't have seen something that said use it for coleslaw. And I'm like, holy crap, that's brilliant and we tried it and Aaron said he could not taste the difference. So just be creative. You never know if it's going to work. It might fail completely but it's okay to fail if have failures and you know what doesn't work for you and your family. But you might find something that's absolutely amazing that you and your family just cannot live without going further. So, as always, thank you for joining us, and I hope you continue to join me on Farm Wife Sexy Life, where we talk about why being the farm wife is the sexy life. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, please feel free to email me at thecannycouple at yahoo.com. Please make sure you check out our link tree where you'll see our other content where we put out our videos and our other podcasts, which is on YouTube and other streaming platforms. And as always, thank you for joining me on Farm Wife Sexy Life with the Candy Couple, where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Have a wonderful day.